Welcome to the Behind the Shield podcast, where each week we talk with shelter employees and agents from around the country to find out what's going on, to hear the stories that might otherwise go untold, and to connect you more closely with why you are an important part of making it all happen for our customers and communities. Let's take a look at what's going on Behind the Shield. Welcome, everybody, to another episode. I'm your host, Douglas Jones, and alongside me is our producer, Brad Johnson, and here's a rundown of what we have in store for you. No matter what your role in the shelter family of companies, Shelter encourages you to get involved. This can mean donating your time to a charity, serving your community in some way, or perhaps volunteering with groups in the insurance industry. We heard an example of this a few episodes ago with Dan Clapp's involvement at the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety. And today we have another example of industry involvement. Executive Vice President, Rockney Corbin is on the board of directors of the Insurance Institute for Business and Home Safety. So today we're talking with Rockney and IBHS President and CEO Roy Wright about what they do, the trends they're seeing, and how those trends affect the products we sell and how they're helping create safer lives for all of us. But Brad, before we get to our interview today, I uh, just wanted to, uh, this being February, mention that uh, February is Black History Month. I wanted to see if maybe in the show notes for this episode, if we could put the link to uh, the video that Matt Moore shared in an email. I went out and, and watched the video, really inspiring. And so I just wanted to have, uh, mention it. And for any folks that didn't have an opportunity to take a look at that, to, to go out and, uh, and see it. Let's welcome today IBHS President and CEO Roy Wright and our own Rockney Corbin to the show. Before we get in our topic today, we like for our listeners to get to know our guests. So Rockney, for those that don't maybe know you, how do you introduce yourself? Well, oftentimes the first question that comes up is where's my name come from, Rockney? So, oh yeah, <laughs> it's actually a Norwegian last name, and I've spent fifty-seven years explaining to people the, the story behind it. Because if you're a fan of, of Notre Dame sports, you've heard of New Rockney. Actually, I was named after my father's friend who was named after New Rockney. So that's where Rockney comes from. But okay. um, it's kind of neat. When I get to talk about shelter, uh, it's it's so neat that I get to come to work every day working for a great company, working with great people who are really inspiring. They work hard. They're a lot of fun. And, and uh, what a great combination we get to come to every day. Well, Roy, tell us um, where you're located and then help us to get to know you a little bit. Yeah, so uh, IBHS has two facilities. Our, our corporate office is down in Tampa, Florida. Uh, our research center that was uh, built by the insurance industry uh, a little over a decade ago is just south of Charlotte, across the state line in South Carolina. Uh, so these days I hail from Charlotte, particularly in the COVID world where part of my time is spent uh, at home. I came to IBHS just two and a half years ago uh, and had been up in Washington, D.C. Uh, for about 25 years, um, leading a set of programs at FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, including uh, serving as the CEO for National Flood Insurance. Yeah, very good. So for our listeners that aren't aware of what IBHS is all about, give us an overview of the work that your organization does. Well, as you kind of framed it at the top, we're the sister agency to the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety. So they crash test cars. We crash test buildings. <laughs> and I mean that literally. Our main test chamber is a six-story airplane hangar 
uh, that has 105 turbines that can channel winds up to 140 miles per hour. It's the only place uh, in the United States where um, buildings are constructed at full scale and subjected to tornado, hurricane, as well as uh, wildfire. It's an amazing place. And we look at how structures on the property side are going to withstand um, these tremendous forces that play out from Mother Nature. And so 103 insurance companies uh, support our work, uh, Shelter being one of those. Uh, Matt Moore spent many years uh, on our board and Rockney has uh, now come on board. Uh, and it's a place where what we're aiming to do is in this place where we keep watching how severe weather, it, 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 it disrupts lives and it displaces families and drives so much financial loss. And so our job at IBHS is to deliver some really top tier science and translate that into action so we can prevent the avoidable part of suffering and inform the insurance industry. Uh, what are the actions that can be taken to bend down that risk curve. Well, Rodney, when did you first get involved with IBHS? And, and what was it that motivated you to become involved? Sure. I had to put it in Brad's terms. It, it, it was a, a double header that I got to attend. And we were talking earlier about IIHS. And so a small group of us a couple of years back went and day one, we went to IIHS and it was really cool. Got to drive some of their, some of their cars with some neat technology. But the really neat thing was a brand new Cadillac was slung into a metal wedge to determine how it would handle an, an offset impact. Day two, which was even, you know, in, in my mind, even neater, and it's everything Roy just described, we walk into this, well, you, you drive up to this facility, and we were day early because they had built this house inside this facility that Roy was describing, and they were getting ready to test what happens when you blow embers against buildings and how you can build resilience against it. And so I thought, man, this would have been the perfect doubleheader I got to saw a, a brand new Cadillac slung into a wedge and the next day seen a, a house get blown up. But uh, <laughs> so that was kind of cool. And so that they've got technology. It's, it's, it's really neat. They've got to test the, the hail that, that Roy was, was talking about. They built this pneumatic hail cannon that is firing at a high speed. Uh, the, these hail balls simulate hail balls into shingles to test how resilient they are. And, and I thought, hey, what a neat place. And so fast forward a couple of years, mass becoming CEO. Uh, I took his place on the board, but I was able to, to come on right before COVID and attend one meeting and and, uh, and really have been involved uh, a little bit, but looking forward to greater level of involvement moving forward. Well, then as a board member, is there anything you specifically are involved with uh, in, in the organization apart from, from just sitting as a board member or um, what other sorts of things are you involved with as a board member? Sure. Yeah. One of the things that really impressed me out of the gate was that Roy put together um, different teams of, of his staff to go out and interview member companies and say, all right, this is what we're interested in, but really what are you as a company interested in? And so to, to provide some guidance to help them as they think about what they're going to research next, it was interesting. I think there were four of us in a small group put together and one from California and the, the rest of us had different, uh, had typical Midwest type exposure where, where our interest was wind and tornado and, and some earthquake and the California person, they were more interested in how, how fire is going. But uh, so there's some influence on that. But, you know, I'm not the only one engaged with uh, um, with this organization. Bo Helms sits on our the property committee. And and so he's able to give some some insight into maybe some direction that that, that this organization may want to take on on property issues. 
Roy, we like to give um, our listeners the scoop on information that may not be like readily available. Uh, they like to learn trends at shelter or trends in the industry. So as a national organization, what are some trends that you're seeing that insurance companies need to be thinking about or what might we be seeing in the near future? Yeah, so um, let me hit three of them. The first one is thunderstorm ready. Uh, and we do this for both home as well as businesses. Uh, very simply, thunderstorm-ready.com. Uh, and in that place, there are very specific things that homeowners and businesses can and should do um, to prepare and minimize the damage. I think this is particularly really useful information for agents uh, and those that are on the front side of this. Uh, but also valuable for folks who sit on the claims side of the equation about what people can expect. Uh, you guys will be some of the first people uh, to be able to go to that site and see those elements. The Thunderstorm Ready for Business uh, has uh, making its debut this year. Thunderstorm Ready for Homes uh, came out last year, but it's had a, a major upgrade uh, with version two uh, that's pushing out. The second thing I point to um, is our attention to roofs. And we keep watching um, the kind of claims we see with severe convective storms. On the hail side of the equation, uh, we've done a, a lot of analysis of uh, impact rated products as well as conventional products. Uh, some of that is available in a open um, format, uh, but the more detailed pieces are available only to our members. And so anyone who has a shelter email address can get a logon access and get behind that paywall. Uh, just push the button, ask for one. If you have a shelter address, um, you're going to go through. You should see where things are going with this roofing industry and the elements that we're able to push and pull. I guess the third piece um, I would point to is a growing attention to the asphalt roofing products and understanding how long they should last. I'm sure there are no roofers listening, right? But a 30-year <laughs> roof um, doesn't usually last 30 years, right? Right. Um, so how long should it last? And what kind of severe weather should it be able to handle? As a bonus, I'd point you to some things that what plays out in a high wind event um, and some really important things we've seen uh, with the outer bands of tornadoes as it deals with uh, garage doors. You know, if that garage door is compromised you're going to pop the roof off think about that wow. when the pressure differential happens um it pops the roof now for new construction in the states uh, that you cover where they have statewide codes which is not true in all of them they now require wind rated doors that shouldn't compromise in those high wind events um, but there are actions that need to take place so that you can avoid real bad days. Uh, I want to keep the crash testing in the lab, not at your home. So then with, with those things that you mentioned, what kind of, how does that translate in terms of the impact that you expect that to have on the insurance industry? We're going to provide you data so you can understand where risks have been narrowed, which in turn turns into a risk-based pricing. Also, how can you help an insured make the changes and upgrades that truly do keep them from having that bad day? 
Rockney, with with your involvement uh, on the IBHS board, how is Shelter utilizing the things that we learn from IBHS and the information that you're bringing back to the company? What what sorts of adjustments uh, are we making or thinking about making in some aspects because of the information that you've come by uh, from your time on the board? Yeah, probably the biggest one right now is, is education. Uh, there is a lot of information they make available to us. I know a lot of it is disseminated in the claims department, in our underwriting area. Um, and as far as specific, I would say that, you know, it's it's a work in progress. Uh, we, we take that information. We continue to look for better ways to refine risk selection and and uh, and and how to, to help our customers understand there's some options out there for them to have a little more resiliency in, in their in their homes. And I think our agents as well at times have, have uh, been able to access this information as well. So it's it, at this stage, it's definitely more um, educational. But at the same time, you know, the education is being driven by the, the partnership we have with IBHS because they're allowing us to influence that research and, and how that education is disseminated throughout the organizations. Well, Rodney, being on the board uh, for a national organization, what do you think this does for shelter in the landscape of the insurance industry? Well, it certainly gives us standing. I, I mean, when you think about all the good work that's being done that Roy has been describing, I mean, we're, we're partners with them. You know, we... And we've been partners with them for a long time. So we get, as I mentioned earlier, get to help influence the research. We, we have access to the, to the information. And, and another big benefit is we get to sit around the same table with, with other companies, being careful what we talked about. You, you know, we always got that anti-competitive <laughs> thing going on. But uh, to be able to share uh, how we're doing to take care of our customers and our, and our policyholders. And it, it really, you know, at the, at the end of the day, if we can help our customers be more resilient, and as a result, you know, our, our as a company, we're a little more financially strong because of how resilient they are. It's a big win. And, and IBHS helps us get there. So for you personally, what does it mean to be involved in an organization like this? Well, so far it's been a bunch of webinars. So, I mean, uh, <laughs> <based> on, so. <laughs> they're a lot more fun when you're doing it in person. No, it's, it's been great. I, you know, getting to know Roy and his passion about this, it's kind of hard not to, not to be inspired and, and, and create some additional passion when you think about what we're doing to, to help, on the resiliency side, um, just need to be engaged with with these organizations. And the coolest thing, and I said it once, and I'm looking forward again. I want to go back to that facility, see that that hail cannon and that and those buildings get blown up. Well, Roy, real quick, um, you you gave us throughout the interview some different websites. Give us a, a concise list and make me uh, the ones that you you took us through, just so folks have them right here, all in one place. There's a lot of different ways to get at these pieces that are set up for consumers and the like, but fundamentally, they all take you to two places, ibhs.org and disastersafety.org. The ibhs.org has a company uh, vantage point on it. Disastersafety.org has a consumer uh, perspective on it. And then across the social media world, at Disaster Safety is our handle. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming on today. Really appreciate your time. Brad, thank you, as always, for your work in the background on the podcast. And thanks to everyone for listening today. Uh, a special thanks goes out to Lisa Gardy for bringing this episode idea to uh, our attention. It was a, a great episode. So if you have any ideas about topics that you'd like to hear about on the podcast, reach out to us at podcast at shelterinsurance.com. Having influence on a national level within our industry is great for shelter. 
But what's even more important is that national organizations are looking for input from shelter leaders. They want to make the world safer by gleaning the knowledge from people that do things the shelter way. We're not just showing it to our agents, employees, and insurers, but people across the country get to see what it means to be shelter strong.